Yeah. Cool. Parry talks. I don't know. I'm doing this so badly. It might be episode three. It might be four. It might be six. It might be episode one. Might be this might be one. the introduction to Harry <laughs> Talks. Um, I've got like I don't know. I'd call you. Uh, I don't want to like. I don't like flattering guests. No offense, but I can. You're probably my favorite oh, Sydney select. Oh, massive. I don't know. Just I feel like whenever I'm out, by consequence, you're playing. Yeah. Do you it, feel that? So it just so happens that. And we have an awesome time. Yeah, it's, it's fun. And like I'll start at winter dance as my justification for that. I remember we walked in. And like, you know, when you walk into a festival, whatever, it's like, oh, we'll go grab a drink, we'll chill for a little bit, yeah. maybe have a you smoke. You warm up to the dance floor. Exactly. Yeah. But people were walking in and then like, you just see them, like you hear your music playing and they were turning and I was like, sick, beautiful. See, that was awesome. I um, went pretty hard, accidentally. What do you mean? Like, like music. When I ro- yeah. When I rocked <laughs> up, I was like, oh, I played for like two hours opening the room. Like, you know, I'll build it up. Yeah. And so I was like, I'll play some disco. But then the first song I played was like Italo disco. And it was just like, you know, boom, boom, sh- boom, crazy, boom. Yeah. I was like, fuck, what have I done? And <laughs> what have you created? Can I swear on this? Yeah. Okay, good. Dude, I am putting this. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. I'm putting this on. This is on my. Don't, it's not purple sneakers. We're not all. It's just, mm. it's just Paz. Is Literally. it Talks or Paz Talks? Parry. Talks. People call, uh. I feel like all my friends call me Parry, but everyone in music calls me Paz because of my Instagram. Yeah. So. Did I tell you, when I was at win- uh, Summer Dance, some girl came up to me and was like, yes. oh, you're friends with, you know, Parry. <laughs> so this is what happened. I'll tell you that story because I actually wanted to start there because I like talking about how we first. So whenever, like, my friends that aren't, ne- like, in, in the scene, but not, like, necessarily, or, um, like, dedicated that would know who you are, I'm like, I like when people like come up and show appreciation. So like, I'd be like, oh, you're going to summer dance. Like if you see Lex, go say hello. Yeah, like, tell yeah. her she's awesome. And then not knowing that that actually like pulls through Do all it, that. Yeah. And then I remember getting like these Snapchats from <laughs> Amelia DeBoos, shout outs. And she was like, look, it's your friend. I'm like, oh no, what have like, is it some person like that I used to hate? And then now it's brought back up and it was you. I'm like, you're kidding. And it was raining and shit. Oh, it was really funny. Cause I didn't like, I, you know, at the start, I didn't acknowledge it. Your name was Parry. It was just Paz. And so I was, yeah, some girl came up and she was like, oh, you're Lex. I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, you know Parry. And I was looking at her like, I'm sorry, I don't know any Parrys. And she's like, yeah, yeah, Parry, Parry. And I was like, look, I'm so, like, Parry's a pretty unusual name. I was yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know any Parrys. I'm so sorry. Like, I have the wrong person. She's like, no, you do. And she was convincing me. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then she like took a selfie and sent it, and I was like, I have no idea who this Parry guy is. And it came back, and I was like, oh, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I look I like the like biggest idiot. <laughs> so many people are like, like they they will know me as Olmet Paz. Yeah, yeah. Like not anything else. Yeah. It's like I'll do an interview, or whatever, or like, and then they'll be like, like they'll see my face and be like, oh, I didn't know it was with Olmet Paz, and then like, <laughs> I hate that shit. But yeah, like that's good. I feel like how well documented do you think the start of your career is? Because I think it's not very well documented. As in... Like, where it started. Where it started, yeah. It was definitely... Like, so, I started... Okay, it's kind of hard to point out. So, my... I, like, have a history in music. I studied um, at, like, the con. So, I have, like, a history in, like, music theory. Um, And I played the oboe in high school and took it really seriously. And then... At the same time, when I was like 
14, 15, I was riding to Grimes and I used to watch videos of how she did her music making like on the floor with synths everywhere and a reverb mic. And I was like, wow, she's so ethereal. She's like, this is amazing. So I made like three songs, which are private SoundCloud. And um, my name was Moss. Moss. Which obviously now there's Mossy, so... Lucky that didn't go through. Like moss is in like M O double S. Like nice. moss on, yeah, the, on the ground. River, like very fairy. <laughs> um, That's a, isn't moss bacteria? Anyway. Probably. I'm probably. <laughs> it's something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so I had garage band on my iPad. And so I used to make mm. little weird beats and like arpeggiated pad sounds and stuff like that. And then I didn't touch that for like five years or something. Shit. Um, and then in a steady year of uni and then halfway through, I was like, uni sucks. I don't like this. And the guy I was dating at the time, he was a DJ and I was like, this is so fun. Like I watched him DJ at the sheep playing like Snoop Dogg. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like you're playing, like I was yeah. so impressed. Yeah. Cause I was like, I can't believe you can do this as like a thing. Like it's so fun. Yeah. So I was like, you have to teach me, you have to teach me. So my first few DJ sets were at the Foresters. Um, <laughs> I was like, and it was so Unreal. funny. And I took them so seriously. Like I'd, um, I was like, was it dance music at that stage? Or was no, it like just it was pop? The, like, first, the first music I was playing was like 90s hip hop. So like Dre, LL Cool J, um, like all outcast. But like I had never played like Hey Ya or yeah. Mr. Jackson it was all like um it was like kind of the B sides yeah. and I got I was that was like my favourite music to play because you got to like do all these funny things and so I was doing a few of those sets and then I had the opportunity to DJ backstage at Groovin so I was doing oh, like yeah. eight hour sets of just like playing everything from yeah like hip hop to like Jaguar to Gorillas to Hot Chip to Disco, like it, li- it spanned everything because it yeah. was like so long, and it was really interesting because I had you know some incredible musicians coming up and being like, "Oh, this is a really cool way to mix a song." Like yeah. had the Pinyao guys, one of them would that like, came up and we like did a back to back, and he was because obviously I was like my mixing was just filter, high pass filter, yeah. swap them over, take them off, like it was. So when was similar. this, by the way? Just for two years ago. Ah, uh, well. Yeah, two years ago. Shit. Um, so yeah, not that, not super. Long I know, ago. but it's come a long way. So, just go back to the beginning. What were you listening to? Like when you, like that when you're talking about like the garage band stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you like listening to then? That was like? yeah, a lot of Grimes, um, like Skinny Puppy, which is pretty abrasive. Now that I think back to it, uh, like Tori um kind of like. Yeah, like lighter, very reverby vocals, bit of like a kick drum. Yeah, kind of yeah, like light electronica. Yeah. Very dainty. Yeah, kind no, of exactly. Stuff. I know the vibe you're trying to get at. Yeah. It's like, I feel like everyone goes through that sort of phase as well. They yeah. think they're on top of the world as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Hip hop though, where did that come from? Where do you think that love came from? I. So, oh, so at the same time as the Grimes phase, yeah. I she did an into I um like Amoeba Records do a thing where it's like choose five records, yeah. and I watched her one and she goes, oh, and I love Jedi Mind Tricks, mm-hmm. 
and they're like these this like pretty hectic hip hop rap crew and they sample like a lot of kind of very like foreign film dialogue and wow. really interesting guitar samples and um and from there I got into Jedi Matrix and then I was like, oh, like hip hop's like that's when I dove into yeah. non Australian hip hop, I guess, which is you know very different from what you know my cohort was kind of listening yeah. to, and then from there I just went deeper and deeper, and then I just found the perfect, well, my favorite sound, which was like, yeah, like Slum Village, um, like nice hip hop, not too hectic, I'd say. I think hip hop's super interesting in the sense that, like, listen to what. You, like I like musically or like what you DJ as well mm. I feel like there's so much amazing crossover that's so slept on between yeah. beat making especially in that era yeah. and like what disco and like house sounds like today so I find that correlation and neat because there aren't that many people that are like oh I like hip hop and I like this stuff as well when I think when in my head it's like this is the most perfect match of like if you want to dance or something you dance to this music it's, yeah it's like literally the exact same art form as beat making yeah that's what i think of it anyway. i have a lot of um like techno tech songs that sample hip-hop lyrics over mm. the top and they're like my favorite to play yeah. like, you know and there's like there's a few like there's the ferryman out there I'd say. yeah but um you know, when you stumble upon one and, you know, a song has a weird name, you listen to it and it just has this sick, like, beat that just goes over the top, uh, then that's, like, that's a, that's, de- that, I put that way above just, like, instrumental. Yeah, it's like, um, oh, what's it, um, or Lude's Realness, how it's got the yeah, shook ones, yeah. um, got you stuck, uh, it's, like, it's I, like, I, yeah. it, it hits harder, yeah, it hits so much it does, harder. and it's just a small thing about it when you have that familiarity in a song that's, like, like five and a half minutes long it's moving and then it's got that one vocal sound it's like hey I recognise that there's something about it mm. it's beautiful and multiply as well but that's less like skin on skin multiply oh yeah, yeah but that's yeah. more yeah. contemporary stuff but yeah it's the, it's sick mm, it's the way to do it oh stop it don't get me started <laughs> um, so like your initial music path like early on when you're playing the instruments and stuff and it was super formal is completely different to what you're doing now yeah i yeah. think i'd agree yeah um was music always the dream do you feel like no matter what it was always going to be music or do you feel like you've just stumbled into this so my growing up my parents run they will ran such run music festivals so it was always like in my childhood mm-hmm. and when and but they were both very they pushed like music at a young age so i was playing instruments from when i was like six years old or something and then when I started high school, I did a year of optometry because I was like, surely there's something else out there. Yeah. Like, I don't just want to do, like, what, yeah, what if I have something else out there? Mm. So that's when I did a year of uni that was, like, completely different. And after, yes, like, six months of it, I was like, nah, this isn't, this isn't where I can see myself. And then, like, did DJing for six months. And at the end of that, I deferred uni, did a year of just, like, learning how to DJ. And that's when the... Confidence Man tour yeah. started. No, I don't know. <laughs> I had a full year off, and then after that, then the I started working man, under yeah. control and did Confidence Man. So that kind of came out after. Yeah, like I kind of needed to make sure that yeah that was the path. It was like an obvious path for me, and I didn't want it to be too obvious that exactly. I looked over anything else. Yeah. Um. So, you spoke about under control, but we'll bring that up a bit later. Mm-hmm. Um. 
when did dance music get introduced to Lex? Like, not introduced to Lex Lux, but introduced to your act? It was a very classic progress. So, you know, I started off like hip hop and then I went to kind of party music and I was just playing, like, all my DJ sets were party. You know, it was yeah. like DJing at Goro's, at downstairs at Newtown Hotel. Like, it was just yeah. king in the party. And then I was like, oh, I want to play something a bit more refined. So I started playing disco and just straight disco. Yeah. And then I stumbled upon this compilation album called, or like a, I don't know, not a compilation album, but it's a crew called Midnight Madness or something. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, what and it's like Disco House. Yeah. There's like, like volumes and volumes. Yeah, there's stuff. like 50 yeah, volumes yeah. of it. And I found one album and I was like, oh my God, this is so easy to mix. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, I have like a minute of drums and I just, and it was just mind blowing for me. Yeah. And then I was like, went all into Disco House and then I found Dan Shake before he, I don't know, I wouldn't say before he blew up, but that was like one of my, the first yeah. ones that I found. And then I was playing By Yourself Friends all the time, all the time. And then I watched one of his boiler rooms and then I was like, oh, he plays heavier he plays less like he like yeah. disco stuff sometimes and then he, the trajectory was just more and more it went heavier 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 right, pause there because we'll talk about that more but how good is boiler room as a platform <laughs> like i feel oh like it's so underappreciated the fact that well it probably did it start independently that these people were just recording dj sets and i don't now know it's like, i'd be yeah that'd be an interesting thing to it's just like in terms of like media platforms that are like ridiculous it's on top of the world like it's, there's nothing like it yeah and watching them and stealing songs like Literally. what annoys me is there's so many times I've like because we ran the mix mag things um I'd be there and watching like Willis K or you know I was Seinfeld there that night as well something. yeah I think that's the first time I've ever seen you DJ oh really <laughs> that's when I was an they were little. fun they were ah they were such fun nights yeah um but yeah and I'd be like oh I'll just go back and shazam them all yeah. But then, because like when you're in the club, it's like obviously everything's too loud for your phone to yeah. pick up. So and you're like, oh, I'll just do it later. And I just never do. Like, I always forget to. Dude, they're just playlist builders. Yeah. Like, oh. the best. Wait, talk about what's your favorite. We're going to go on this tangent. What's your favorite <laughs> boiler room? My favorite boiler room. Um, or like, list some like goat ones off. Yeah. Some of my. I'm trying to think. We gave a big shout out last week to um, Gerd Jansen's when he's oh, wearing that white yeah, button-up shirt. Oh, yeah, that's at um, Strawberry. Yeah, at, in, yeah, it's Strawberry. Oh, no, no, no. No. It was in What's Melbourne, it wasn't it? Yeah. Is it called Strawberry? No. No, Strawberry Fields is... Not Strawberry Fields. Sugar Mountain. Yeah, that's... Sugar Mountain, that's a good one. Actually, and then Honey Dijon's one from yeah. that is also, like, just fucking unreal. Um, um, what was I going to say? Um, More Grab Paris. Oh, yeah, where he plays... Baby Love. Yeah, Baby Love. I feel Um, like everyone knows that fucking song now because because of that. (laughs) I started playing that in my sets and I was like... Dude, if you played that and I was there, I'd legit probably just sit on the floor and cry. (laughs) This is too much. This is too good. Because all my friends would just be joining me like, nah, (laughs) that's it. This is the, the track. Like, if you look at literally my... Like, I've got no dance music on my actual library. I keep it like a bit separate. Cause like all the band camp, etc. Yeah. But there's one dance song in my Apple Music, and it's that it's, it's that so Danny Minogue song. It's, it's the so goat funny. song. Danny Minogue, like, I love things like that that just come back, and you're like. And it's like I feel like there's such sly things in that like 80s 70s culture that sounds so much like what everyone's DJing today. Yeah. So if you find like a little gem, 
Like, um, oh, what was that boiler room? I don't know how much of a nerd you are. Um, you actually played bef- Follow More. Yeah, yeah. And he plays that ABBA song. Have you seen that video? No, which oh one? <gasps> See, I have a thing about ABBA. I, I don't think I can ever forgive ABBA. If someone played an ABBA song in a set, I don't think I would get into it. It's like... Watch this video and I'll change your mind. <laughs> I'll show you it after. It's like <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. Um, See, one, one good thing I've seen is someone played Enya in a set. Um, Sail Away. And it was, it was done so well. And I was like, you know what? Because I, I was talking to an Uber driver the other day. And we were making jokes. Because he was like, oh yeah, like, you know... Um, so I was playing in Noosa and he was like, what are you going to play? I was like, I don't know, like Ambien or something as a joke. <laughs> and he was like, you should just play Enya all night. I was like, dude, that's a sick vibe. That's Someone actually kind of did that. <laughs> and I was like, that's sick. Yeah. There's so many little hidden gems, especially in that world of like the, the baby love district. Yeah. Yeah. With those keys and like, oh. it's, it's pure. It's really good. Even so, like, yeah. Like, I love that Gypsy Woman has managed to be timeless. Like, you know, you play it in the club, you play it at a festival, you play it, like, in a warehouse. And it's just so, like, you know, la, la, la. And it just gets into the first data Ds of your life. Oh. I remember on that, um, where was it? Ludes at Lost Paradise played, closed his set with... Um, can't get you out of my head oh and i was like because that was like like i was watching it in awe like, yeah this is like is this the best dj set i've ever seen <laughs> is this the yeah best? and then it closes that i'm like i can't do anything about this is the best <laughs> dj set i've ever seen yeah and he closes that and i was like this is unreal because it fits in so perfectly mm. and i feel like there's this little there's this neat little dance music pretentiousness especially in that circle with like yeah the cropped pants and like fucking t-shirt <laughs> and shit but you know what i'm talking like Cold. me Perks and Mini, that fucking... But you know exactly what yeah, I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I'm that stereotype perfectly. And the fact that DJs are able to manipulate that, it's like, let's dance to one of the most popular songs in the world and it's, everyone's going to dance pretending, oh, it's just four to the floor. Like, yeah, everyone thinks so hard about playing music that no one's ever heard. And then you just completely flip that and you're like, nah, you're all fucking listening to this. It's like my latest one has been Thong Song. Yeah. I've been playing it in all my sets because it's just like... Like, you know, you kind of play it, everyone's like, what's this song? Like, this girl's all stand like, yeah. And it's like, let me see that song. And you're just like, fuck. Stop. Take me it's back. Like, stop dancing, stop dancing. Go, Cisco. Bring back Cisco. To be fair, I like when DJ will play a song and it's like, no, we're not dancing to this. Yes. I remember an unnamed DJ played Losing It at Lost Paradise. And we an were... unnamed DJ? Uh-oh. Sass, fuck that person. <laughs> um, and, no, just kidding. Um... And we were like, are we going to dance to this? Because it was sort of rocking as well. And I was like, mm, nah, protest. And I just stood in their arms crossed like, no, nah, we're not dancing to fish. <laughs> no, um, I, I'm, I'm a bit shit like that. Like, um, when, I, when I did Lost Paradise, I, I was meant to have, I don't know, this is maybe off of the books, but I was meant to have a later set. And then they sh- I was meant to play don't for say like anything. two hours. Them. Oh, no, no, no. Well, there's no one like, it's yeah, not yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. But I was meant to have a later set. And they're like, oh, we've actually added another person so they shortened my set and then another person in after me and i was yeah. like uh, off it and the guy who played after me his first song was cola <laughs> and i was just standing there and i was watching him and i was like this yeah is it you're like i was just i was so off it i was like left and i was like going to fall um Bye. 
Dude, that, that Lost Paradise set was sick though. I feel like there's such a beauty in those afternoon sets where it's like, you can have 30 people there and it's, everyone's rocking. Everyone's having dancing. fun. I was so off a rocket. It was like <laughs> two in the afternoon. I had heat stroke the day before, but I woke up the next morning like, I'm back. Let's do it. And Nina was like, um, Nina Jirachi was like, oi, like, Lex gave me a free ticket. We should probably go watch it. I'm like, fucking oath we're going to watch it. Like, maybe it's like, actually... you know what? Fucking oath. We're going to go watch this. And all, I brought like all my friends and we're all dancing and stuff. And then someone had a frisbee. And it's like, it, it's almost that. like, it's almost like no one had ever seen a frisbee before. Like, oh, oh my what is this God. thing? Like, it's like a UFO. Like people were throwing it. And then the dancing was like, like it's those moments that are the best at those festivals. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, don't bash yourself too much. Yeah. You killed it. No, I, I had, I had fun. I, did, I had I fun. I think it was just like leading up. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, whoever's yeah. playing after me must be like really good. And I was like, um, so your sets were getting progressively harder. So I don't know how it happened. It's like, I got a little, like, you know, I used to, I, like, I am such a fan of Dennis Interceptor. Yeah. Like, he has the besties. He's, like, the nicest guy. Best, like, conversationalist. Makes really cool music. Yeah. Like, all this stuff. But I was like, oh, but I don't play that kind of music. But I like seeing what yeah. he does and watching him. And, you know, when I worked in the office, we'd, you know, we'd listen to everyone's demos and they'd send them in. And my kids, like, he'd send it in and we'd be like, oh, yeah, this is so hectic. But, like, it's cool. And, yeah, and then my music, I swear, just went heavier and heavier. And then I, like, was like, oh, maybe I'll start playing, like, this bloopy acid song. And then I, like, introduced, like, two songs of that into my set. And now it's just, like... If a song is too safe, that I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's almost a natural progression in everything you listen to that it's going to get dirtier. Yeah. I, remember I started listening to like rap and there was like, like, like not screaming, but like borderline, like, yeah. like a little bit aggressive. I'm like, whoa, you need to stop. Like, <laughs> my little ears cannot take this. And now it's like, if someone's screaming on a, like a hip hop song, it's like, yes, yeah, get them. Feel me. Yeah. I feel like it's like, there's a fair, and I feel like for my taste in dance music as well, I started like mirror. Yeah. Like, literally mirror your taste, pretty much. And then it just got harder. It's like, oh, like, this disco stuff's cool, but I want to... I want something I to, want something weird. I want, I want to like break a, my jaw. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. It's like you almost go, for, go harder and harder and harder. And then now that you have this whole bank yeah. of music, I can literally slot into any category. Like, I played up in Mossman a few weeks ago. And All that fernery thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, I know that... Like, I'm not going to do my heavy hard techno there so then i could take yeah, a throw back and a play bit. all my like nice cruisy house disco and it was and like i still love all the music and yeah. it's nice having that breadth and not mm. just being like i'm a disco house dj you're like i can do any of this yeah. and being like adaptable like i can still i still play goros all the time and drop cardi b because i love it <laughs> what have any goros is that's so good it's actually i reckon one of the best venues like oh, no or every single Friday and Saturday night, it pops off. Like, because whenever we do a Harry's one, we start there. Yeah, oh, sick. And then good spot. And then just walk up. Um, oh, unreal. Yeah. How good is Harpin Harry's? Let's just go there. It's so good. It's like, I don't go there often enough, but I want to. It's. It's. Free. It's just like, safe. It's, it's so safe, and like it's consistent in terms of like. You know what you're gonna get? You're gonna get some nice little dance music. Mm. Gonna be some comfortable fucking couches because we oh, love yeah. those comfortable couches, and that's it. 
Um, and good food. The best food. Best I've burger. I've never had it. <gasps> the food is so good. I had a um, like a sober noodle salad the other day. And I was like, or like that night. And I was like, Real. this is so delicious. <laughs> where do, where, like, I feel like on a more serious note, um, like having watched your set so many times, I think, recently, how would you describe it now? Because it's like, it almost moves like, I was like, oh, here's this, um, what's the song called that I recorded and you posted it? Get Impetuous? No. no, no, you sure do. Uh, I would, that, if, like, oh, well, <laughs> we're going to pause there again because I have to tell another side story. <laughs> but I remember, we, like, I was just sitting on the couches at Half in Harry's and I walked back past and then looked at you and then walked back again. Like, I looked to get a drink and then, like, saw and I was like, oh, no, I just need to chill. I need to chill. Like, my heart, I, I need to chill. <laughs> and then I had the, like, the breakbeat drums, like, get the, f- she's not doing this now. <laughs> so I got it. up, danced the song, took the video and got the fuck out. I'm like, can you stop with this impetuous shit? And I recorded it so I knew it. It's like, there's a few staples. And if you, like, and sometimes I get worried because I'm like, if someone saw my set at Lost Paradise and then they saw my set at, winter dance and I don't know like the last like 10 10 sets there are like five songs that I play every time because they're so good yeah but that's a good thing though it's like when I want to see Lexa Lux when you play Impetuous at Slender (laughs) that's like when I do when I play it you're playing it okay because you know I'll be there and I need to hear it if I don't hear it I'll go on Purple Sneaker I'll give you zero out of ten Lexa Lux's set was it's so dumb. No, I'm actually quite nice on that platform. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, it's a good thing because when I go see Lexus, like, when you play in Petrus, I'm going to tap my maiden shoulder and be like, remember this? And they'll be like, of course. And then we'll dance. Like, <laughs> it just adds to the brand. <laughs> yeah, it's just the vocal sample. Like. Oh, it's so good. And it's like, it's true. It's like when I sing it, I'm like, you know what? My style is in Petrus. <laughs> I am in Petrus. I am here getting in Petrus. What does impetuous even mean? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I know that Mike Tyson said it after he like belt the fuck out of someone. Oh really? It's a Mike Tyson sound. Oh like, really? I should yeah. know that. It's like a post fight interview, impetuous. and he's oh. like, and I'm like, I love Allah, like blah blah blah. My style's impetuous. Oh sick. <laughs> that's a that's a good way to find samples. Actually, my, I don't know. I don't know if I'm spoiling the system of the later of the interview but my next song my the sample in it is like unreal cream of the crop i'm so happy that i found it um yeah no we'll we'll talk about that later but yeah fuck we get so distracted (laughs) why do i have to interview my like friends on this why am i doing this why am i friends with people why do i have to get along with people um i was gonna say something funny can you not laugh um, yeah, so the... Yeah. Wait, did you describe how your set was now, do you feel? Because okay, it moves so, so much. It's like, like you'll start off... Oh, yeah, that's why we pause. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah you play like you play like a song like that. The one, um, you don't make... Yeah. yeah. And then you play like Impetuous. It's like, how would you... Like, if you had to describe your set in like two sentences, how would you do it? Okay, well, I'm not going to do two sentences because I can't count. <laughs> but... One. I... It's kind of like my style isn't genre specific my style is impetuous my style is <laughs> no, your style isn't genre specific <laughs> yeah so like i don't that's why i don't like classifying it as yeah. you know i'm not like a tech house dj i'm not yeah, an acid not. dj it's like it's like music that you kind of do these little like you'd move your 
Okay, right now my hands are in fists and they're doing circles. No, so there's videos. Right? No, there's really, okay, so I'm doing this and this is, that's kind of, that's the vibe. So whether it's... It's just movers. A 3-6 Mafia song that's rap and it has a sick little drum beat mm-hmm. underneath it and you're just there, just like getting into it. That back to back with Acid Runs, back to back with Get In Pet With, with a 2000s club song, throw in bloody... I don't know, like Duke Dumont or just being able to just throw in songs that are just a a fun vibe without being too cheesy. Yeah. Maybe like rough drums, good vocal, powerful synth and a weird little bleep that you can like do hand movements to. Dude, I'm going to say this now as well, otherwise I'll forget it. I've read it here as well, you probably saw it. (laughs) Um, People... Like, I hate when DJs are fucking the most pretentious arseholes and pretend like they're not enjoying themselves and playing the music. Like, fucking dance. I find it hard not to. Like, there's been instances where I was so sick. Like, at Winter Dance, I was still, like, coming off my little... I was pretty sick for a while. And I was like, I have to, like, be cool. Yeah. Like, you know, I, like, wore a little hat to kind of cover <laughs> my face. Dickhead, and I was like, me. oh, be chill. Yeah. But then, like one of the first songs I played is the song I'd be getting into and it's like da 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 ba da ba da da ba da ba da da your DJ bombed this party <laughs> and it's so like I can't no stop, I can't dude I think my favourite I, I think I've noticed this from you you always do this thing where it's like that <laughs> it's like I'm trying to be like like heaps mad but I don't know how to be heaps mad so this is my like yeah, yeah. it's like so I like I I've tried like I've seen DJs you know you have the the DJs that are very cool kind of collected and they're you know kind of like very minimal in their movements and then you have people that just dance really sexy like I, Lewin is a sexy dancer when she did she does like shoulders and she like move moves her hips and like it's very alluring to watch yeah <laughs> I've tried doing that but then I just end up like. My chin goes into my neck and I do these weird little things. And then all the videos and photos of me DJing are always so bad. Because I'm just like, why do I do this to myself? Dude. But you I'm can't not, I think it's it. just an energy thing. It's like, oh, you just see some DJs and I'm just like, yeah. like oh. oh, this song's <laughs> it's cool. It's a minimal. Type yeah, shut the fuck up. Bro. <laughs> I just like going, hey, yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> and you see it all the time. It's like just, if you show you're having a good time, the person on the other end. Who's trying to have a good time is gonna fucking enjoy can, it so you much. You convince more. it. It's like if I play a shit song, I'm like, oh no, I fucked up. Doesn't yeah. <laughs> matter, cause I'm dancing. Like, literally. That is I played literally a bad so song at the winter dance and I was like, oh no, I fucked up. And I was like, I don't really I remember. I don't remember your set that vividly. For reasons. <laughs> don't worry, I'm For not reasons. No, shut <laughs> We're not going there. Um, winter dance was cool. Um, oh, just like nothing. I'm not gonna trash anyone. I'm not going to trash anyone. <laughs> I've refused to do that. What? Dude, it's back on that dancing thing. I don't know if you're going to put two and two together. Who, like... Who headlined? Oh. Yeah, mood he, or mood. He's like... Mood or mood? Mood or mood. It's a mood, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's like... Like, on some way, on, in some ways, I'm like, I forget... DJs who literally just go in and go out and they're like this is the service yeah. that I provide and it's like you know you should know who you book and you yeah, should know like yeah. you know 
if you if you're booking moody man he's gonna be fucking moody yeah he doesn't he looks like he's hating every minute but that's just his steez and you're like look that's it well grab does that as well but then all of a sudden he'll just whip this fucking <laughs> arm out and be like all right we're cool we're cool he doesn't hate us anymore like every single he's time I could have done and then he'll play something like no nah, this is too good and then whip this like <laughs> he always does this like the double it. time like <laughs> oh the hair swing as well oh, oh yeah it's oh, like no. i think what my favorite dj to watch is bradley zero because he so when you have this the stage you know you've got the decks you've got a bit of room behind he runs either side like and like you know his dreadlocks are up in a barn or whatever and they're like flinging everywhere and he is smart like he is yeah. smiling yeah, like he's amazing. on top of the world and he keeps it up for the whole set and i reckon that's like yeah he's a the most entertaining DJ I think I've ever seen. You're, so if you book yeah. him, you're 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 gonna have a party no matter yeah, what. Um, you guys are just lucky I'm not DJing. I'd be up there. For you're lucky I'm not a DJ. Yeah, <laughs> swinging my hair and shit. Oh, <laughs> talking of wait. hair, tell me there isn't a house haircut. That haircut, my haircut, probably a bit shorter. A house, it's a oh, house haircut. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like the house music haircut. It's like I tried. So recently, I tried growing my hair, and when it was at Winter Dance, it was like the longest it's been in like five years. The longest it's ever grown is just Shit. below my shoulder. Like I've, I don't know. I just have a habit of, and I cut my own hair, so you know. Can you do? Actually, no, we're not yeah, I can cut your hair. Thank you. I just need to cut it. Yeah, I'm really good at cutting hair. Look Bangs. how good this is. It, it looks bad because I've got a hat on. Yeah, I was going to say that. Oh, no, <laughs> it looks all wonky. But it's just like long hair, tangled in headphones. Not a move. It's just a, it's a disaster. So, yeah, a short haircut dries easily. You always get sweaty. It's, it's a sensible It's practical haircut. more than anything. It's practical. It stays, but it's also practical. <laughs> um, fuck. Where are we? <laughs> Um, we, we mentioned Under Control. What did you do there? So, the way I started Under Control is very, it's quite interesting. So, I knew Sticks because um, he used to throw the Mix Mag events mm-hmm. in my dad's office. So, I used to go in and, you know, dad would be like, oh, that's Stixie. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Who's Stixie? And then, through, and then I, I, Stixie got me tickets to this event that I wanted to go to. And then, after that, um, I kind of got to know Six a bit better. And then I was like, I want to work at Under Control. I'll intern for free. And he was like, look, there's nothing for you to do here. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. And then after a year of me just constantly hitting him up and being like, I would really like to work, really like to work. He was like, all right, there is something that you can do. So I kind of wore him down. And then at Under Control for, I was there for like 15 months, say. And I was doing, like, the logistics, like, worksheets for people, booking flights, running the social media, writing newsletters, all that kind of stuff. So it was, you know, you had Will and Stiggs who were the agents, and then I was the everything else. So it was, like, so good because I got to meet the best people, create relationships with promoters and, um, like, advertisers, editorials, things like that. It's like the perfect little platform for it's, like Selux as well. Yeah, and um, love like absolutely love under control. Yeah, they're doing awesome things. Their birthday party looks off shop. Mm. Are you playing that? No, I'm in Europe. I'm in Europe. <laughs> oh I'm actually gonna be in Deck Mandel the day that it's on. So what? Yeah. I need to stop. Sick. What am I gonna be doing? 
going to the birthday. Put me on the door. No, just kidding. <laughs> I don't have a door. No, not you. Like <laughs> those people. No, I'll wait a bit. I just can't afford it at this very minute. Mm-hmm. No, I'll go. Um, those little parties are like what's keeping Sydney alive, really. Yeah, and it's good to see when it does, you know, when it sells out or when mm. it gets good traction. It's like Sydney's not dead. It's Obviously, not at all. Not. It has been impacted, but it's not dead. Exactly, and like. The promoters are the people, like, venues are like, mm, but the promoters are the people that are fucking killing it yeah. right now. Under control of finer things, astral people who just launched a record label. Yeah. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, like... Wait, astral launched a record label? I don't know about like, this. I, like, before you walked into this door, I refreshed my Instagram, <gasps> and they're premiering their first release, or they're announcing who their first artist is tonight on Triple J. Oh my god. Is it you? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's done. They didn't tell me they were announcing it. Um, yeah. Shit. Oh, that's sick. Astral. They're just small things like that. Like, it's what's keeping our scene open. And have, yeah. you're probably having worked in it, you've probably seen how much work gets into promotion and stuff. Like, I see, like, Tom Huggett, Vic, Sticks, Will, like, they do so much. And they stick their neck out and they're the nicest people. Like, I could rave on about how good those guys are for like eternity yeah and not only that like you have you know like carly who mm-hmm. single-handedly pretty much runs all of the picnic mm-hmm. events and who's she's single-handedly running bloody is, up in her yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know she all she does so much like there's people those those people like kato and i'll stop but there are so many no, people no, out there that are literally just they love what they do and they're putting all their energy yeah. into it. And yeah, that's like, you know, the, you think, yeah. thank you The more you we name drop, so the more people that I can ask to come on and be like, oh, we gave you a big shout out. Come <laughs> through in the emails. Um, yeah, it's like, it's just, a, and it's cool to say that there are new promoters coming up. Like, Finder Things is yeah. like relatively new. Like, as a brand, Finder Things has only been around for like a year. Hmm. Um, like, Nerve as well. Um, who did like Jacques Renault at Sly Fox like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous, like. It's good that there's new names coming through. It's not yeah. just the same shit over and over again. And there are good parties out there. And like, I think one of the one of the most wholesome things that I went to recently was Community Chess. Yeah, oh my God. And you know, that was like a collaboration between so many Everyone. different kids of Sydney coming together, putting on 15-hour party. Like, I don't... I was so tired. <laughs> but it was... It was so wholesome and everyone was so thankful that it was on. Yeah. You know, and you have people who... You know, you used to go to warehouse parties, but there were all these raves, and everyone's like left Sydney, and they were like, "This is so shit." Yeah. And then you have community chess that comes in, they're like, "Don't worry, let's do this." And, and the only thing close to something like community chess is like, like sash on a Sunday <laughs> long weekend, where you like go in the morning, or like yeah. you can be there all night, and it's like a thing. But like community chess was like neat because it was like, it was such a high nothing against sash, but it was such a high integrity event. In yeah. Terms of like, their lineup was ridiculous. Everyone involved. It, it was, was like, so unique. And people had the opportunity to play. Like, a friend of mine just played, like, on the verge of dubstep. Because she was like, this is what I really want to play. This is what I'm going to play. And it was just like... And everyone loved it. Because it's like, you know, you're not playing for the space. You're not playing for the people. You're playing yeah. for yourself. And when DJs do that, it's like... Do you still play many gigs where they give you a brief? No. I know one year venue that still does it. And I'm not one venue that gives a brief. But fuck that venue. I'll never <laughs> go there again. But yeah, go on. I had one, I had one 
one DJ set and I was like, I laughed. They sent me a Spotify playlist <laughs> and I was like, why do you have a DJ? Like, thank you, but... And so I went and got, you know, got that Spotify playlist, got all those songs and then, like, you know, got similar songs to all of that. And I was like, I'm not DJing. I'm pressing buttons yeah, at this Yeah, but you point. walk in, you get the fee, then you find yeah, it. Oh, that's, yeah, I'll still yeah. do it no matter what. Not complaining. It's, you know, sometimes they... It, it like and you know how to adapt to a venue yeah. like you know i'm not going to go into a 2 p.m set and play hard techno yeah, of course. but you see yeah being adaptable that's good but yeah they're definitely i've like i played at curveball a few weeks ago and i think that was one of the first sets that i played where i was like i'm not going to pro- compromise my set for yeah, anything what like because i knew it was like a young crowd it was a very half my friends got arrested Oh, really? Don't, oh, rough. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> Sick. Um, but <laughs> I knew that it was a, it was like a safer lineup. Yeah. Like, it was a very, not safe, that's the wrong word, but like Who more headline? contemporary. Rufus, I want to say Rufus headline. Oh, no, they played their own shows. So who's... Who headlined? Uh, no, Rufus, because Rufus played Carriage Works. Oh, yeah, Rufus played Carriage Works. And um, it was like um, Hayden James. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Hayden James. Setmo, Cassian, um, you know, like very amazing, amazing artists, but more kind of safer. Not, not say, just not what I used to. That's a big lineup as well for for a day festival, yeah. And so when I went in, I was like, well, I could play house, yeah, and you know, kind of cola, camel fat stuff like that. But I was like, no, you know what? This is a Lex Deluxe set. I'm playing my own shit. Hmm. So I went in and I played pretty heavy for like five, (laughs) four p.m. And it was good because people did come in and, you know, I had friends that came in and they were like, got into it because that was, you know, I was like, this is it. This is me. So that was, I felt so good after that set. I probably didn't have as many people in that room as if I'd played more, you know, palatable music, but, you know, I was happier. Yeah. Also, shout out to the people at the festivals, the day things that are the first people dancing. Yeah. What a difference. It takes like three people to be dancing for the whole, for like... Oh, those fair people have balls, and that's not me. Like, I love to dance, but I need at least like four people there. Yeah, first. to go, you need yeah, people yeah. to go into it first. It's like I love that. It's it's it makes such a difference, and you just feel like thank you so much. Exactly, and it's like you probably have heaps more. You feel heaps better. Like even though you're a peer, say, say for instance, you had three people there, but you played whatever you wanted, and they fucking loved it. You'd feel better than playing like some normal shit, and like oh, people here cool, yeah. like they're dancing like I'd expect them to. It's probably a better benefit for that for you. Yeah. Um, let's just go... Because like, I feel like my reason for starting this to an extent was like if I was 16 and I wanted something to listen to, knowing that I wanted to do something in music but didn't know what to, like what advice can the people in our scene now give yeah. to those people, like those children? It's like you've been selecting, selecting Thank you. Yes. for so long. <laughs> what do you think like the number one skill is to have as a DJ? I reckon it's don't like it's really good to watch boiler room sets and be like this is a sick song this is a sick song but the important thing is to just research because one of the most exciting things about DJing for me is like you know obviously it's really cool to play show it's really cool like you know I have Mm. there are all these really sick benefits that have come out of DJing um (laughs) was that going off the whole time (laughs) no it's like going in and out or something I don't know anyway it's fine (laughs) um go scared me (laughs) Yeah, so there's a lot of like a lot of pros that come out of DJing, but yeah. one of the best things for me personally is I've been forced to discover music and now I just have such a 
deeper understanding and I've only been doing this for two years but like you have such a deeper understanding of what is out there and how people do things so if I was if I was 16 and I was getting into or like I wanted to get into DJing it's like research and listen to music and figure out how people do these things even if you're not getting into to producing but like just dive in as hard as you can and as much as you can and and that's when you know you're in the club and you want to pull out a song like a song that has 3,000 listens on YouTube and you're just like this is my weapon and that's that's when people are like oh this is really sick because if you pull out fish up people are going to be like oh yeah, yeah like I'm going to dance to this but no one's going to be like this is a this is something different so you want to you want to have your own style you want to be different without compromising your own yeah. taste and at the same time so it's like that you sure mate like that mm. song oh, I keep forgetting it um, it's like that like I'd never heard that song but it's like you started it and I was like oh so this is like this is the hook like this is the moment for the yeah. set I was like mm-hmm. put the cord out like get some cloud off this yeah, tag, 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 tag. No. yeah. <laughs> but yeah like small things like that and like yeah that's sick and that's like that's my weapon like yeah. I know that people play it often like it, it's a it was a popular song back in the 2000s it was like Ministry of Sound 2003 or 1997 or something uh, 1997 I don't know it's an old song that's like 95 minor, I was like minus two years old <laughs> So like, I didn't know it. <laughs> well, yeah, I like yeah, I didn't exactly, grow you know, up on yeah. say that song, yeah. and I've rediscovered it, and I play it, and half the people know the song, half the people don't, but it's a, such a good song that it just transcends yeah. whether you know it or not. Yeah. Um, and then like those kind of songs are what makes the weapons. you know the best part. Like you look at hip hop DJs, and you know they might play like a Drake song, and they might play Shekwes, whatever, and then they play a song that no one knows, but it's such a banging yeah. song. You don't need to know the lyrics. Yeah. You just jump yeah. up and down. And you're like, this is a sick vibe. Yeah. Have you ever? Been, do you go to many hip hop shows? I don't. I don't. But I literally in the last week I've been getting into grime, diving. Grime is so first. fucking because like Glastonbury happened. With like Dave. That. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> like just everyone's like, in that, and then Slow Time Skepta drop album. So it's yeah. like, oh, well, welcome to this wonderful world of grime. It's so I've been getting into AJ Tracy. That's oh my, my that's my little grime fave. Yeah, because like if you watch those shows, it's like a completely different energy to like a dance show. It's like ridiculous. Like, it's so out there those boiler rooms. Yeah. I like it's they're so fun, and I'm like maybe I want to be a grime DJ. So that's Imagine. my latest thing. I might play Grime at Splendor now. Dude, if Stay you tuned. play Love Me Not at Splendor, like Skepta Love Me Not, that um, do you know it or not? No. It's fine. Oh, Maybe. I, um, I, it's the it's one on with my the, playlist. Um, murder on the Dance Floor with that sample. No. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, oh Love Me Not. If you play that song, I will literally sit on the floor. And okay, it's on. <laughs> Log it in. All right, I'm just going to just check that the camera's all good and see what time yeah, we're at. Yeah, sounds good. Um, Give me like two seconds. Another question as well. Bit of a griller. But, like, what do you think outside of DJing skills can a young... Like, what's the best advice you can give to a young DJ? Like, outside of, like, oh, play a song like this. Like, it's outside of, like... How do I describe it? Like, outside the practical world of, like, what you're doing on stage. Like, off stage. What's the number one piece of advice you can give? Like... Almost, like, like either from, like, a branding perspective. Like, how to get yourself out there. Who to talk to. Like, how to, like... Like, document everything um, in the sense that no matter, every single gig, no matter how big or small, no matter if it's, like, embarrassing, just do everything. Like, when I started out, I I remember I had a DJ set at Goro's and it was 8 to 12, 
pop songs all night. Mm-hmm. For and hours. I was, <laughs> and it was one of my first sets. And so what I did is I wrote on a piece of paper and I was like, Goro is in bubble riding. And I was like, Lex Deluxe, mm-hmm. 8 to 12. Like I made my own tour poster. Yeah. And I videoed myself and then I drew a little love heart and I put it on Instagram. I was like, I'm teaching yeah. at Goro's yeah. tonight. And it's like, no one cares. No one's going to be there. But I was like, those kind of things is what establishes yourself as a DJ. And that's how you confirm it for yourself. It's really good kind of, because, you know, when I started out, I was like, it was a joke to me. I was like, you know, the DJs <laughs> that I knew in Newcastle were like club DJs. And it was, when I was telling people, I was like, oh, I'm starting to DJ. It's like, ha, 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 you're yeah. what? And it was like having things like that. It's like, no, I actually am DJing. Yeah. This is actually what I'm doing. And I was doing that, I was like putting up every time I DJ the sheep. I was like, this is sick, like I'm gonna be doing all these fun shows. And then like now when I do a set somewhere, it's like I put just as much emphasis into the branding as that. And it, you can see like the progression yeah. of yourself. And so I think take, yeah, take every DJ set super seriously. And yeah, just like take it, take it seriously and have fun with it and don't take the mickey out of it. Because I know a lot of really great DJs of Sydney and they just, you know, they just blow things off. They're like, oh yeah, haha, I had to DJ in like Wollongong. And it's like, that's sick, dude. Yeah. Like, don't blow it. Don't put it down. Like, advertise it. Because yeah. otherwise people are just going to, they're not going to care. No one's yeah. going to care. If you don't care, it's just like promoters won't book you again. People don't yeah. know that you're even coming. So exactly. Just, just yeah. the small things. Mm, it's the small things. Um, it almost comes <laughs> with Instagram one. <laughs> I'm getting up. into grime. <laughs> so I'm a grime DJ now. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It's like the small things where it's like, it's almost like dancing. It's like, but dancing like on stage, but it's like the same as in your branding. You want to reflect that. It's like, I'm here. I'm going to have a good time as well. And it's like, if you show that in your Instagram or your Facebook, mm. it's going to reflect. People love it. It's like, and you know, for me, like, even I went onto my Instagram the other day and I was like, I haven't posted, you know, over the last six months, I've posted like five natural photos where, you know, I'm not promoting something. Yeah, or I'm not reflecting. Just, like, it's just a normal photo. Yeah. And I was like, I got a little bit worried because I was like, oh, like, am I just turning into a branded DJ? Like, is this all I am? But it's like, well, so be it. Like, you know, this is literally, this is my life now. Like, true, yeah. I might go on a nice bushwalk in the Blue Mountains. And I'll post something about that because that's like reflective of my life. But in reality, like this is, you just keep reflecting of what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And, and your Instagram is going to reflect who you are. Hmm. Um, it's like, well, you just hinted on, this is a nice little transition. Oh my God. You just hinted <laughs> on like music is my life now. You're full time now. What yeah. was it like for the transition going from like work music, like work slash music to full time music? Do you feel it was like relief it's like oh I can finally do music now or do you feel like it was a big leap like holy shit I'm doing music now it was so how it came about was I was working full-time and under control and it was in particular the months of March and April and March and April I was playing interstate like nearly every weekend coming back on a Monday on a yeah either on a Sunday afternoon Sunday night early Monday morning going straight to work and I was just running myself into the ground. I was constantly getting sick. I had like no social life anymore. I like kind of kicked all my friends out. I was like, I don't, can't see anyone, I'm sorry. And it made it really hard to keep going. So when I made the decision um, and I told Sticks, I was like, I need to do one or the other and I'm going to do this. It was 
hard because, you know, obviously like you're used yeah. to having an income, you're used to having a schedule. And so losing that is a bit like jilting. Mm. But I think one of the best ways that I managed to balance it was I spend, well, I try to spend the same hours in the studio that I have that I was working under control. So I'm in there at 10, leaving at six. Sometimes it's like 12 to eight, but I just stick myself there and I don't leave until I've done a full day's work kind of thing. And it was like super relieving because obviously when, when I'm finding songs and I'm playing songs, I'm like, oh, I need to remember what this song is because this is inspiration for me. So I want to, you know, I like save it, like write it down on my phone, whatever. But I never actually have the chance to yeah. go through and make it. So over the past few weeks, I have been way more, like within the first two weeks of just doing music full time, mm. I had I was more productive than I'd been in like five years yeah. kind of thing. Awesome. Um, so you put out a little giving doesn't hurt. It's probably a long time in the making, but when you first started DJing, do you think, oh, I'm going to become a producer one day? Or was it more just, I'm just going to DJ and then we're going <laughs> to, I'm just going to see what happens. And Could then like, you, so how did you like transition into becoming like, oh, I'm going to make songs as well, not just DJ? Um, it was definitely always in my mind. And even, this is a little bit embarrassing, when I first started Under Control, in my bio, I have like her forthcoming tracks will <laughs> be like, and it will yeah. be amazing or something. And that's been in my bio for like over a year now. And I'm like, cause I've, you know, I've obviously made three songs on SoundCloud when I was 15. So I've always wanted to do that. And then when I started DJing, I didn't really know what my style was. So for the first year I was like, well, you know, the music I'm playing is like Fatboy Slim, Groove Amada, Hot Chip, things like that. But I was yeah. like, I'm not a singer. Um, you know, that's kind of, that level is, of music is like band music. And I don't have access to like a drummer. Like that's just not the path I want to go down. So it took like six months of testing the waters, figuring out how I actually want to go. And then when I finally, you know, left the job and started doing music, I would spend, during the first week or first two weeks, I was just, just like doing bits and pieces. So I was like, I have pages and pages of 30 second ideas. And then eventually, one of them goes a little bit further, a bit further, and then I leave that and do it and just build that more and more. A Little Giving Doesn't Hurt actually did not take long to make because when I found the sample that I wanted to use, I had the drums that I wanted to use, put them together, and then just did, like, pad sounds and little, like, synth ditties. And then it was, like, I think I made it in two weeks. No, I made it in a week, and then I was like, I'm releasing it next Friday bad thing to ever say when it's not mastered because i I said because i remember you put that post up and right just writing for purple sneakers this is why i sent said all that shit you put it up saying new song next friday and i was like oh like i was busy at the time because i write on monday say i was busy at that time and i was like oh caitlin can i write a bit later this week and she was like yeah sure whatever like i'll tell you like and then i saw that you were putting out a song i was like oh i'll do that whatever and she's like yeah cool and then i like woke up on friday morning it's like okay let's write this up I was like, no post. I'm like, oh, shit. And then that's why I was going to ask. It got delayed, didn't it? Yeah, so I yeah, I wrote it and then I was like, sick. Like, I'll put it out next Friday. And I was like, cool. I'll just get someone to listen to it and, you know, mm. like, master it. 
that was the hardest thing. So I was sending it to people. I had uh, people coming in. I had like Jack from Bad Graders. He came into the studio. He was listening to it. He was like, oh, it'd be like, you know, what if you did this, this, this? And I was like, oh, I want to change everything. So I went yeah. back, deleted the drums, built new drums, or like, you know, muted the drums, built new drums, sent it to him. And I was like, what are your thoughts on this? He was like, no, what, like, don't do that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, I freaked out. And cause you know, when you listen to a song like 500 yeah. times, it's like, this is the worst thing yeah. ever made. Like you hate it. And so I was trying to mess with it. So I liked it again. And then eventually I just like left it for a few days, came back, stuck with my original drums, changed them up a little bit, but like kept all the mm. sounds. And then when I, went and had it properly mastered and came back and I was so happy that I was like, yeah. it's done. Like, but I needed... Did you know it was done or it was just like... Because I feel like you sometimes you hear a lot of artists say, oh, it's like, I've like no matter what I did, it was always like, I could wake up one morning and be like, oh, I changed this, changed that. So like, did you know it was done or was it just like, I think this is fine? It was, it was like, I've, I've ticked it. Yeah. And like, even now when I listen to it, there's one particular symbol crash that I don't like. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, well. Yeah, it's gone <laughs> It's now. like, I'm not going, like, that's just life. Yeah. Like, you know, you listen, listen, put it out, and you're like, yeah, sick. And then it could be like two months down the track, and you're like, oh, now something stands out mm. to me, and I don't like that. There's nothing you yeah. can do about that. Yeah, so on that as well. So the song came out like a couple of weeks later, and I was like, oh, sick, I'll write it up, whatever. I was like, ready. Like, I had the Word document open, like, Lex Lux. I refresh my Facebook and Caitlin had already saw I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Like, she steals all the good articles. And she just dives in. Uh, that's the only thing I'm going to call Caitlin out for ever. She steals <laughs> all the good articles. It's like, I'll want to do something for my friends or whatever. And I'll refresh me like, she's already like... She's already just done Caitlin, and dusted. you cheeky cunt. Oh, I don't <laughs> say that word. You cheeky. Cheeky. Cheeky kids. Um, <laughs> it's so true though. Like, I'll be like... Oh, can I do an interview with this person? And it'll be there. Guarantee that Pebble Sneakers is going to start the podcast slash interview series. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm joking. This is all a joke. Um, but on Caitlin, she did say that, like, she wrote it perfectly, and this is, like, my exact thoughts on the song as well. It's like one of your DJ sets. She said something about, like, oh, she doesn't know, like, I don't know where it's going to go, but you end up satisfied. Yeah. And I yeah. think, like, that is the most true fucking thing I've ever heard in my life about a song. It's Do you almost write it, like... So it fits perfectly into your set? It's, well... Like, like subconsciously because of your taste and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I found the sample. This is the worst thing about it. I don't know where the sample came from. I don't know who the sample is. I've looked up the lyrics and it doesn't exist. It was in my iTunes. I have mm. like a folder on iTunes called Samples. And, you know, I found it there. I don't, it's just... I don't, I don't know where it came from and it's freaking me out because one day someone's going to be like you owe me a million dollars and yeah. I'll be like fuck but it it's is going to number one this song yeah it's going to be that big you know what fuck Triple J we're going to Today FM maybe <laughs> we're going straight to the top watch um, out yeah so uh, we've think we've already spoken about it but like when you're writing the debut EP it's super is it super trial and error for you where so, it's like, we're just going to write as many songs as possible and see which ones sort of fit together or see which ones which you really like. Or because I can imagine it be, mm. it can be like quite hard to pick a creative direction, say, when you've One been in idea. it for so long. Yeah. So I, I haven't... So I have like the plan of the EP yeah. and I have the base of four songs, of the four songs that I'm going to be doing. 
and it's a little giving doesn't hurt. My next single. Hang on, wait. This will probably go out. Fuck in ages. July, August. It might be in August. But anyway, let's pretend yeah. that no one knows. Like, well, it's, I can talk about it's anonymous. it. It might... Look, the song names might even change. I might even yeah, change yeah. the live girl. I don't know what's going to happen. Just call them A1, A2, B1, B2. <laughs> like, that's the edgiest thing. Because people don't buy... <laughs> it's on Spotify and it's like, A1. <laughs> I was just confused all the time. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, no, sorry. Um, Being stupid. Yeah, so like, Illumin Giving Doesn't Hurt, which is... Like, my thoughts on it is, it's like, you know, you have the lyrics and it's there's no like real melody it's just like you know words and words and then instrumental instrumental so like the structure is very open i like i've played it in sets and it's a fun fun song to play but it's not the easiest song to play because it you know chills for like a minute and a half gets really big chills and then gets big and then you have to wait until the very end so it's like you've got to dedicate to it it's and that, not that in, in second like chunk where it goes like, oh, like it goes yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. so it's, it's like the peak of it as well <laughs> yeah so the peak of the song is at the very yeah. end which is i don't know that's just the way it came but out. listening wise i'd almost prepare like for a dj so i don't know i don't dj but obviously it might be a bit impractical but for listening like if i'm gonna put that song in my headphones i want that like the the sh- the slapping part whatever like yeah. the big part to be like that second drop yeah because it keeps me listening yeah whereas if you're if you're like moment is in the first 45 seconds what's the point of listening to a dance song beyond yeah that? you're just like okay this is boring i need to stop exactly it. yeah so like i think that even made me why i did it because it's like when i'm listening to it i don't like it when it's too repetitive or mm. gets too big too quickly and they're kind of like oh no wonder is it so it kind of has some elements of like a pop song yeah. where you know it goes up and down up and down but like obviously a dance song where it does mm. chug so it's like yeah it's I, I'm, as I said, like, I'm super happy with the song. It's mm. done. It's reflective of what I like. Um, but I don't think that it's going to be the biggest thing. No. The next song I'm making is a lot more dancier. So it's a lot more chugging. You know, it has, like, some ups and downs, but not as dramatic. Mm. And then the other two songs I'm looking at, one is a bit more of a soundscape sweeping song, less hard-hitting, more kind of, like you know, can play within disco, yeah. like that kind of thing. And then last song, I don't know, it's either gonna be crazy, it's either gonna have be like heaps of vocal samples. I don't know what it's gonna we be. We need some breakbeat like so <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm calling it. Lots of breakbeat. Well that's just I just have like a breakbeat template that I modify a little bit and that's just my thing. Because I love it. I do love breakbeat. It's something to it. Like when I first heard breakbeat I was like, ooh shit this is a bit harder than oh, shit. but like once you like in anything beyond like 120 bit like when you get into like the 135 like it's like whoa like when you just settle down like i can't two step <laughs> to this like what am i gonna fucking do but once you get used to it it's like oh this is so beautiful and it's yeah. always back to the thing we're talking about it feels like ages ago mm. where it's like the like the progression the progression yeah like, i would have never played a breakbeat song i'd be like uh why isn't the kick drum on like <laughs> why can't i two step to this what's going on and now i'm like the wackier the drums i'm like oh this yeah. is so fun it's like yeah. <laughs> it's the best shit that's yeah that's the best oh, music's incredible man <laughs> there's nothing like it like people always come up to me it's like Sports more culturally impactful. No, get the fuck out, bro. It's not. You don't music know. Is, you like don't I love know. sport. Don't touch me with this. Music, sport music, communities are so beautiful. Like, 
I feel like even listening to you speak about music, it's like you're a music nerd, Lex. Like so am <laughs> I. I though. Like it's I so love fun. this shit. It makes you feel warm, and, and there's like, so much you can do. There's, there's so much. Yeah, there's nothing better than being in a room full of people. Like, doesn't matter who the DJ is. I could be playing anything. Like, no one knows any of the music getting played, but everyone's just in unity. Like, mm. a, like embracing this one thing. It's like, fucking beautiful. How good's music, yeah. man? It's so good. I need a pee. Can I pause? How how badly? Because we can just wrap it up. We've been going, oh no, let's no, go let's pay it and then yeah, no. I've got, oh, it's so weird taking the headphones off. Man, yeah, we're going to pause. I'm just going to talk. How long do you reckon I can talk for by myself? <laughs> yeah, um, um, if you listen this far, big shout outs. Shout out to everyone Um, that works on this. Shout out to the Lord Gladstone Hotel, of course, always putting us on. Um, without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. Come down, grab a beer. You'll probably catch me here probably Friday, Saturdays, say hello, whatever. Um, it's just, yeah, and like, thanks for listening if you are. This is probably like super early on. No, you're good. What do you need? Um, we'll be done in like within 15 minutes. No worries. Yeah, see? Shout out to the Lord Gladstone Hotel. Um, um, Lexa Lux is in the toilet. There she is. <laughs> I pretty much just said shout out the Lord Gladstone Hotel because I forgot to do it and they'll kill me if I don't. Come grab a beer. The piss is cheap on Fridays as well. Um, what day is it? Thursday. Yeah, it is. Fuck. It's Thursday. <laughs> it's Thursday. I got James Pepper coming in tomorrow. Who? James Pepper. Ah. Oh. I went to school with him. I'm friends with all the, oh. all the finer things people. Oh, so he's friends. part of finer things. Um, yeah, well, you can hear his story <laughs> next week on Barry <laughs> Next Talk. week. No, so, um, I feel like, yeah, Lexalux. How does it feel going from, like, a... Like, cause I think, like, everyone knows it's, like, Lexalux, she's that DJ. She plays that, like, hard shit. How does it go from, like, the DJ to the artist project? Do you find... Was it, like, difficult? Or do you feel like it's just natural? Um, well... It's, like, I've had to commit kind yeah. of thing. So that in um, in one aspect, that's like, this is it. This is where I'm at, and this is my favorite. So this is what I'm really keen to stick to. I'm really lucky because at the same time I'm doing a project with um, Basenji, Cosmo, Cosmos Midnight, yeah. and Josh Amore, who's the DJ for Genesis Abuzu, and we've got this project going where we're making like disco house. Mm. So I can still feel my outlet, you know yeah. that part through there while my own music is very different and it's that's when I can do my break beat yeah um, <laughs> <I can still laughs> making break foods <laughs> um, and it's yeah it's definitely more of a like now I'm really thinking about how I'm like my direction so when you're DJing you know you have mm. fun you do this that and it's like I don't know where this is going but it's fun when I decided to commit to putting music out it's like this is serious. This is when I need to organize my stuff. Like, I probably should have done this a little while ago, but now I'm looking for a manager or like sussing out a manager because I'm like, don't managers are assholes. Don't. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 I'm joking. Not it's all like, managers. It's like I can DM you and be like, hey, want to get interviewed? But then once I any of my friends are managers, oh, you just have to hit up this person. Like, shut the fuck up. Oh no, I, I know you want to do that. Well, no, 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 you yeah. get a man. Yeah, 
sorry, I'm so, shaking the So the hard thing is like finding a manager yeah. that's on your page. Like mm. you don't want a corporate manager. Especially when you're so far developed for someone that doesn't have a manager. Yeah. So which probably makes I a don't... difference as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of aspects where I've never needed one. Yeah. Like, you know, I have a good support network from like, say Will Stevens mm. is super supportive and he's always, he's kind of like my manager-ish because mm. he, you know, if anyone ask questions he channels it to me so he like stands in but i think you know he gives me advice and mm. things like that but i think i'm getting to a point where i do need someone to just organize everything yeah because it's like i don't know what i'm oh. doing i don't when i put my song out i was like how do i get onto spotify <laughs> i was like i don't even know how to do half this stuff so um i'll do it i'll manage you <laughs> just kidding i hate managers that's a last thing. I, <laughs> I don't want you to manage me <laughs> this is awkward <laughs> no nah, definitely like i don't know i feel like there's corners of the music industry where it's like oh, i love music so much but i would never touch that stuff yeah yeah managing is like it's such a tough job that's what it is it's so hard but you know i like the managers that i do know i like they're passionate about mm. the people's music and they genuinely just want to get people into that yeah. band. That's like the most exciting thing and about it. And if they weren't it. managers, like... Or like just people that cared enough, not but like cared enough about music not to be artists. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like without that level of passion, there would be no music industry like generally. Yeah. So shout out to the managers out shout there. Shout out to the managers, not the artists. Uh, working ones, so. very quietly behind the scenes. Mm. Like close to no credit at all for the amazing things happening in Sydney music. Sydney music. I love it. I love managers. That's why I want one. But I don't <laughs> want someone that will mess, not mess me around, but you know, I don't want someone that'd be like, hmm, you're playing things that are too heavy. You should go back to... Oh, no something and i'll just be like go away i want to do me but then it'll find a time where like the perfect person will show and it's better to be patient with it anyway yeah and i might not even be in sydney (gasps) what where are you going (laughs) me i'm I'm going to europe for two months i don't know (laughs) um but before you're going to europe or i'm going you're going you're playing i'm not playing i'm just gonna go watch Splendor in the Grass. Oh, Holy yeah. Fuck. That's going to be fun. It's going to be unreal. Are you excited? I am so excited. Are you there shitting are... it a little bit? Am I what? Shitting. You're shitting it a little <laughs> bit. Shitting like, it a little like, bit. No, no, yeah, like getting a little bit nervous. Or do you feel it's fine? Just another gig for you. But then... Well, so I'm not playing for a long amount of time, which is so much harder because I, I need to choose my song mm. so carefully. And, you know, when I did, I did the Triple J mix a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, and that was like a 20-minute set live in the studio. So I was like... Did you do it live? Yeah, that was all Shit. live, which is, like, exciting because, you know... But that was the... That is the, the only time I've ever planned for a DJ set ever, where I've literally, like, made yeah, a playlist yeah, yeah. that's, like, this order, these songs, nothing else. Every single other DJ set is, like, you wing it. Mm-hmm. Rolled up to the... So like, and that was 20 minutes. I was like, all right, two and a half minutes, these amount of songs, I can do it. So that's what I'm doing for Splendor. Yeah. And I have like some new songs because I don't want it to be a repeat mm-hmm. of any other one. Are you but playing they, your tracks, any of your tracks? Yeah, I'll probably play two or three. Perfect. The third one is a song that I can't officially release because I sample 3-6 Mafia and that's <laughs> going to be... The clearing that will be impossible. It's just sample, like snippet culture as well. Like, yeah. I don't know how closely you follow hip-hop, but um, there's a Playboy Cardi snippet that got leaked 
and someone put it on Spotify secretly because they didn't clear the sample and it was the number one song on the viral 100. Wow. So just snip it as hard as you can and then when you find your hardcore fans, they'll be like, oi, they'll know it. They'll be singing along. This is it. Well, it's interesting. The song that I've sampled um, is like, it's their biggest song, which is kind of dumb. Which one? Um... (laughs) Oh no! <laughs> well, it's the one that um, ASAP Rocky sampled. Yes. Okay. So it's like, yeah. but then he sampled like the synthy part. Yeah. I'm sampling just the acapella, just uh. the vocals, and my part is like way over here, um, like halfway through the song. So like, if you knew this song really, really well, you might be able to pick it out. But I've like arranged it so the beats aren't the same beats. Yeah. As, so it, you know, instead of being like. You know, one, two, three, four. I like start on the second beat, but I've arranged it so mm-hmm. it sounds like the first beat. So it's like hard to find, like you know that kind of stuff. Perfect. But still, I'm like, I probably like I'm not going to put it on Bandcamp. No, no, no. I might do like SoundCloud edit remix or something mm-hmm. like that. But and see how long it lasts. Yeah, I mean, until someone's like, cease and desist. Hang on. I'd be like, bitch. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Fuck you. So that's it. Well, is there anything else like Silux important? that you feel like hasn't been said? I feel like we've covered shit tons of ground. We've covered so much ground. Um, Where to now Hi, for Lex my name is Lex. I love music. I'm going to Europe. I like riding bikes. I'm going to Europe, if you didn't know. I'm doing hiking Dude, in Albania. So, Alexa Lux, I was like, I opened, like, she's like, I'm like, knock on the door, whatever, when you come. And she brought her bike helmet. <laughs> she rides bikes legit. I she- ride bikes. <laughs> I ride my bike all day long. I'm a bike rider. Hi, my I name think is let's Lex, put a full stop I'm addicted there. to the bike. Bike rider, select selects. Sydney's best selector. I'll fucking say it. I don't give a shit. Sydney's <laughs> best selector. Wow. If you've listened this far, fucking shout. <laughs> Good I idea. don't know why you have, because we suck. This I has suck. been fun. Yeah. Thanks for chatting. Um, shout out to the Lord Gladstone Hotel, of course. Shout out to Benjamin Johnson for letting this happen. Shout out to Lex Lux. Shout, shout out, out to, to Parry. Who else did we? Parry. Shout out to Parry. <laughs> Not Paz. Not Paz. Shout out Barry. to Parry. Um, and shout out to Amelia who fucking said hello to Lex because I told her to. Shout out to Amelia. <laughs> shout out to Amelia. That's Sick it. One. That's all right. Thank you so much.